Hello, and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stearns, here with Lisa Stearns, and we're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. Hey, good day, and welcome to the next episode of Just Just One One Thing. Thing. As a reminder, Just One Thing is the hopefully weekly podcast (laughs) of MindfulLiving.today, where you will find all things aimed at living a mindful life. And we would love to have you join us on our Facebook group, which is Mindful Living Today. Under groups. With Brad and Lisa. Yep. Under groups. Absolutely. With that, uh, today we are going to talk about, and I'm entitling this, Mindfulness does not make you passive. Okay. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is over the last year, year or so, there has been a just a, a tremendous growth in awareness of mindfulness. Corporate America has embraced it for all the positive things that it can do. But there's been somewhat of a backlash in some circles. And in particular, I've seen from some business coach type gurus. Right. They're saying, well, you don't want to teach mindfulness to your people because they're <laughs> going to get so <laughs> relaxed and so zen that they're not going to like meet their quotas. Right. You know, they're not going to produce. They're going to be. They're not going to care about anything anymore because they are so peaceful and mellow. And I wanted to address that because you know I've embraced sort of a mindful lifestyle and, and it's become increasingly more mindful over the you know the last decade. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a fear that if, well, if I'm so mindful and I'm so in the moment and I'm so you know, loving and peaceful, that I'm going to lose my edge. Right. I'm not going to be competitive. I'm not going to be able to produce. I'm not going to be able to get ahead if that's what I still want to do. And uh, I'm here to tell you that <laughs> mindfulness is merely one tool right. in a toolbox of many things that you can employ to live the life that you want to live. Right. Uh, and in fact, mindfulness is one of the most powerful tools to help you actually decide what that life you want to live is. Exactly. And it gives you the control to actually decide, is my competitive nature right. serving me well at this moment? Right. Or is it something that maybe I is want to tone back at, right. at a certain time right. because it's like getting in and interfering with my relationships. But if I want to use it in business, ah, I can still go gung-ho right. if that's what I want to do. So right. I thought there was a lot to explore there. So I, I wanted to ask you to sort of react to that. If somebody comes to you and says, particularly in your role as a, as a mindful business right. coach. And they says, well, I don't know if I want to meditate because, you know, I think then I might not get, I might not meet my quotas. I might not want to make my phone calls because right. I'm just sort of like Zen and I'm in the moment. Out I, use the, I use the term Zen to be sort of chilling peaceful out. Right. and aware and relaxed. Right. Well, I know you and I have had this discussion probably now for four years yes. since I, since I studied. And, and I, I definitely had a fear pushed, right, you have, that as I got more and more mindful and I, and I deepened my meditation practices you were, that, oh, that perhaps I was going to lose right a desire to right. even do the things that sort of right. defined me. Right. And so with a lot of the reading that we've done and a lot of reading that I've done and taking the MBSR uh, mindfulness based stress reduction program that we have both taken and I've gone on with. Um, You know, I think what both of us have come to discover is exactly what you were just saying. Yes, yes, it definitely causes you or, or, or can have the benefit of lowering anxiety, of slowing you down. It makes me more um, peaceful. Makes Definitely. you more peaceful. Absolutely. 
the the to me the true gift and benefit of a mindfulness practice though is not that you lose that desire to get ahead not that you lose the desire to if that's what you decide if, you if, want to if do if that's what you want to do right. what it does give you is choice mm-hmm. mindfulness to me gives you choice no matter what it is that you want to do and we were just talking about this this morning and i said you know to me the thing is that um when you have the edge you're you're a very driven person great you're yeah. you're very driven and i'm just naturally very competitive and naturally very competitive that's great there are times that that naturally driven naturally competitive mindset becomes automated yeah and i just like i, I we were talking about playing board games right and there are times in a board game where I call it my killer instinct just comes out and I want to just like, I want to, you know, drive it home. Right. You just, right. You're down, you step I'm gonna, right. And I'm going to win. <laughs> right, right, right. And there's a certain energy yes. that comes over me when I have that. Yes. And I, and I we're going to have another talk later about how valuable games. board games yes. are yes. for helping you understand and decipher your emotions. Well, so, but, but anyway, in this case, what I realized is, is in the, is, is in playing a, Friendly board, board game, game. <laughs> a killer instinct. What's supposed to be friendly is not that great. Right. <laughs> it makes it not that fun. fun right. But it, you know, in certain situations, my tendency is that that comes out. Right. You know, and that's what made me, you know, a successful, a, a good corporate right. athlete. You know, right. competitive in the work environment right. and a good athlete in general. Um, but in this situation, in many situations, right. that competitive killer instinct does not serve me well. Exactly. And being mindful allows me to like say, oh, wait a second, here's a situation where that instinct is likely to emerge. Right. And I can I can see what the cues are. Right. And I can say, well, wait a second, I don't think that's appropriate. And that does not serve me well in what I'm trying to do right, right now, which is have an enjoyable game. Right. That everybody's... Deep, deep in our relationship right. and have a good time. Right. And, and so and, and then I have the choice to say, oh, wait, let's not do that. Right. Right. And so, and I think, so I think that's it is... It, it, it is not going to get rid of that edge. Well, and in fact, there are times when it's still valuable. Right, exactly. And I, and I, can, I can choose to use it. Right. And it, it's, it's powerful, and it's a great sort of natural ability to have. Right, right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm frequently reminded when we talk about that automated mindset, I'm frequently reminded of the gentleman in the class um, that I took through with mindfulness-based stress reduction that I mentioned mm-hmm, to you that, mm-hmm. that his question was, why would I want... Right. To curtail my, th- why would I want to direct my thinking mm-hmm. so that I'm choosing to think about my breath instead of letting my head go wander off? And he was a very creative person. He was right. really, really intellectual. And so to him, there was nothing more fantastic. It was, it was like the hot fudge Sunday of, right. of, of, of brain activity that he could just allow his head to go off to this it fantasy would, land. and Just a, like a musician. It was a, it, as a brain riff. It was. And off it, it would was. go and new and, ideas would oh, come Oh, it was this great place. So why would you want to stop that? Mm-hmm. And, and the question is, when I, why do you, not why do you want to stop that? Do I want to be automatically going there? Right. And it's, That's it's the control. The thing. It's the control. Do I want to control the switch? Right. Rather than just the switch just coming just on. Just turns on. Anytime I stop right. paying attention to somebody talking or the TV or I don't like what somebody's saying, suddenly my head goes off to this great place right. where I'm very happy. But I'm really checked out. Mm-hmm. And so that's right. where this mindfulness tool 
comes into play is you can still go off and let your mind wander, but you have the choice of, is this sure. the moment to have that and happen? You, and, and you can still have, I'll, I'll use the term materialistic goals. It, absolutely. You can still have money-making goals. Absolutely. You can still have sort of you like climbing, a big house. climbing the corporate, corporate ladder, ladder. Doors. Yes. But mindfulness allows you to decide when to use those instincts, those motivations, those incentives, all of those things that are sort of getting you ahead and not be controlled by, by them. them. Right. And you can make the choice. And in fact, you can say, which is what I did at a certain point, climbing the corporate ladder very aggressively. I said, do I really want to go to the top of this right. ladder? Right. Is that the life that I want to live? And the mindfulness allowed me to say, I like where I am right now. Right. I don't want to go any higher because there are all kinds of things that are involved there that I don't think I want to do. It's not going to make me the right. happiest person I could be when I look at the totality of my life. Right. And I think when we think about this, the best way to think about this and it, it, it is if to me, if you value relationships, if you value mm -hmm. connection at all, then you have to stop and think, does that killer instinct, however right. you describe that, that drive, that, that go get it thing, is that appropriate in a time and a place where you want to make connection? All the time. Is it appropriate all the all time? All the time. And, and when is it appropriate? Right. Yeah. Right. And so, and there are many, many times, and I would say most times in a situation where you want to connect with someone, where you want to build a relationship, where you want to create some kind of feeling of unity or commonality, that drive is is not your friend. It is not a positive uh, tool. Yeah. It's like anything, any other skill that you may have. You may be a, a great... Well, here's a great analogy. Or great, Go ahead. Go ahead. I could be world champion boxer. I have I have a tremendous, <laughs> right. you know, Left right, right cross. <laughs> but that doesn't mean when I sit down with somebody, I, I hit them with the, right, the with the right cross. Right. Wow. Look how good, <laughs> good look how hard I hit you. <laughs> you want to go out to dinner next week? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Thanks, but no. That's a great analogy. I love that because it really does smack you right in the face exactly. with the reality of yeah. what we're talking about. Because so, some people's competitive urges or their productivity or their ability to sort of get things done is equivalent to a strong, a, a right, strong a, a right hook. Definitely. You know, in, in certain situations, it's not appropriate. Yes. Doesn't, doesn't get you where you want to go in that situation. Right. Well, I would say there have been times in our relationship and in our marriage where that driving oh, you was absolutely. too much for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it, it, it is only when you understand that it, it's something that you can, that you have to work at it. It's The control does not come automatically. No. The mindfulness practices, med meditation in particular, analyzing your emotions in particular really helps you get, first of all, identify that you have, have this that, thing. Right. Identify what the triggers are or situations that's going to bring it to the fore. Right. And then you can work on how can I control this and in sort of limited ways and then sort of grow that right. ability to control and, it and, when the triggers are really and there. And create that list of where is this a place that I know I can kind of let it, for the most part, run wild. Right. exactly. And, and when is the time, you know, when I want, maybe that's something just like my overly analytical self or whatever it is or my sales self, maybe that's something I need to leave at the office. Right, absolutely. I don't yeah. bring it into the home because it's not appropriate here. Right. Um, so like you say, I think it's a fantastic tool to have. Um but but having choice does not make you soft, does not make you weak, does not make you less than. It's not like you're Cheech and Chong and you're high all the time. Like, oh, man, this is great. I'm just so mellow all the time. I don't want to do anything. We're not talking about that. Definitely not. Definitely no, there are times when you can feel 
and, like that right. from, you know, really good meditation practice. And you can actually choose right. to be mellow and Zen like that. But when you need to turn it on, you, you can, can turn, turn it, it on. on. Right. And it's your choice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So again, uh, you know, I think this is, uh, it's such an important distinction and I think it's one of, the, I think it's one of the many things that people misrepresent or misinform. Well, well in fact, most of the teachers of mindfulness tend to appear. Yes. Like these really Zen guru, like stoner types. Yes. Like hippies. Yes. And because they have sort of gravitated towards that, they are the bulk of that population. Right. You get the feeling that you can't maintain a high productivity, right. a competitive type lifestyle and still be use this mindful tool. and use this as a tool. Yes. Because I know the first day we were at <laughs> mindfulness-based stretch reduction <laughs> retreat and the, and the two instructors started talking, I looked at you and said, what, what the, the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Let's all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think, um, you know, I think uh, along with a bunch of other things that are kind of like pet peeves of mine, I think it's really important to get good information about what mindfulness and right. meditation really yes. are, to deeply understand the, the, the capability of this tool sure. and to understand that it is a tool that you can use just like any other tool. You just have to understand and, how it works, and it's a it's a powerful tool that can deepen and improve so many so aspects many aspects. Of your life. Oh my gosh, yes! Because because here's the thing: once you establish that connection with the mindfulness tool, that you understand how it works, you may be working on that because you're like, oh, you know what? That competitive thing that's a little bit over the top. Mm. You know, might scare my kids or my wife or my friend or partner or whatever it is. So I, I'm going to work on mindfulness so that I can have control over that. Right. But what will happen is you'll have control over everything. Everything right. you you, can, you yeah. can't just fine exactly. tune that one thing. It will happen. You will have choice over so many other situations. So in your life. along this topic of mindfulness slash meditation does not make you passive, right? Um, what would be the one message, the one thing you could ask people to see, either think about or do to sort of grapple with this? I think the first thing is asking, how do you feel about the ener this drive energy that you have, and do you feel it's appropriate in all areas of your life? Is it something to me almost like alcoholism? Well, it, you know, do are you aware well, of where it's impacting your life yeah. negatively, and do you want to do something right. and different? I, and I think, Lee. and I'm going to add to that that the number one, I will guarantee you, the mindfulness practice will not make you passive. Right. Absolutely. And it will also to sort of build on what you were saying, it will actually allow you to say, is this drive something that I really want to have right. in the first place? Right. I right. think the mindfulness can actually help you de de define if if your current goals are appropriate for right. you. Right, Because you may, as you develop, delve into mindfulness, you may find, I'm not living the life right. that's best for right. me. It's not right. my, the way that I want to live when I truly connect to who, who I, I am. am. So many people have inherited who I should be right. from the world around them, from people around them, rather than who they truly are. I think the mindfulness allows that. And if you find that you are a highly competitive person, you want to you, climb you, the corporate you ladder, that. you, love you what want you to be right. president of the United States, you Whatever can still do that right. and using this tool. And you can be much less anxious, right. much, less, much less angry, and still pursue the same goals with this much bigger 
and a lot more skill. Yes, yes. That that's the, the key thing to me is you will be more skillful at life. Absolutely. Anything else to add? Uh, no, I think this is a great topic. I think it's really important for people to to know and understand. And to me, it is one of the main misconceptions about awesome. mindfulness and meditation. So until next time, this has been Just, Just One, One Thing. Thing.